0: dot com
1: 6 5 4 three, two,
0: one, zero. all engines running commit liftoff off.
2: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, sitting alongside my good buddy Doug McCary from His Light International Ministries. We are so glad you have tuned in today here at SWAT Radio. By the way, if you are new to SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Doug and I come in every every day about this time and uh, spend some time just chatting it up and uh, talking about the things of God. We do that as we work our way through the Bible together interesting though we are in a book hopefully you've been uh maybe you've picked up the book over the summer and it's one we are certainly encouraging you to go out and uh and get it's called the discipleship gospel hmm. what Jesus preached we must follow and by the way Doug thanks for letting me have a hooky day uh isn't that what they're called I used to be called I played yeah. hooky <clears throat> I didn't really but uh Ronnie uh Pastor Will did a great job. You guys uh, got to listen to you guys yesterday. If you missed that, uh, go back and check it out, SWATradio.com. Yes,
3: uh, he did, and uh, hope everything came
2: out okay. <laughs> yes, everything. everything. Uh, <laughs> Not yeah. to get too I, personal, but yeah, uh, we're, we're A little we're TMI, glad. but yeah. uh, had had one of those normal uh, checkups you get you know, when you yeah. get our age, and, uh, yeah, all was well. Uh, I told you uh, – My doctor said, yeah, don't let it go 10 years next time. Uh But uh, I am not good about, uh, you know, seeing my doctor all the time. So uh, anyway, glad to have that box checked. And uh, I'm sure there'll be something else I got to get done. Uh But uh, anyway, we're well, you know, it's so funny. I I got in here about two two seconds before you got here. I'm scrambling and uh, completely forgot my glasses at, my office at home uh-huh. and uh so i'm going to be using some large print today as i uh as i didn't bring my glasses so well, I, need to, okay. I need to make sure i can read but you know well so be it hey um you know we have been talking
3: about uh things over the last few weeks uh, during the culture part of our uh, the, you know the it's not really the culture part it's just really a Christian worldview, looking at things going on in our culture or around the world. We talked a little bit yesterday about the protests going on in Israel, which were related to, again, There, there is a culture clash in almost every country going on around the, the world, except, and, and even in the dictator countries, it's the, it goes on too, but um, I don't know if you saw out in California, a school district out in California voted four to one, that parents need to be notified if children in the school are wanting to be identified by a gender other than their birth gender, which is, I think, a good thing, right? I mean, your parents should be notified. That's something they ought to know. Why is it that the activists do not want parents to know about a student's uh, decision to identify with a gender that doesn't correspond to their biological sex, uh, but here's the here's the news: the uh, is it pronounced Chino 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 Valley Chino Valley I think yes in California, in California. Chino, yeah the Chino Valley um, they just voted as a school board. Good for them that within three days of becoming aware of the preference, that parents have to be notified. Right. Well, the activists said this. They said, we're going to kill you. You're going to die. Your animals are going to die, and your children are going to die. It was basically made death threats against them. Why? Because parents being notified that their children are wanting to identify as a gender other than their biological gender, which absolutely should happen. But this goes to show you— and California still has probably one of the most progressive, uh, you know, states with laws on the books to promote this stuff. And um, if we think it's going away, it's not. If we think that it's not going to affect the church, it is, mm-hmm. because there's churches all out in California that you know, just like things happened during the whole COVID thing. By the way the movie comes out uh tomorrow uh night the essential uh, the, the church, church. The, yeah the essential church uh it's at tinseltown here in jacksonville uh, you can go to the essential com and check and see if it's playing in your area i'd encourage you to do so but is that not crazy, I mean, crazy. Like that, uh,
2: I mean i don't know doug i feel like these days uh nothing surprises me you know yeah. uh this is a dark world and uh, by the way, did you hear Hunter Biden's plea deal fell apart? <laughs> well, that's a big surprise. <laughs> during, right? during his first court appearance Wednesday morning, he pleaded, <laughs> listen to this, wait a minute, wait for it, not guilty. Yeah. He pleaded not guilty as federal prosecutors confirmed the president's son is still under federal investigation. President's son was expected to plea, plead guilty to mm-hmm. two misdemeanor tax counts yeah uh yeah a little slap on the hand of willful (laughs) failure to pay federal income tax as part of a plea deal to avoid jail time on a felony gun charge Mm. uh man does it ever end for this guy (laughs) he he is a piece of work yeah and uh keeps getting away with it for some reason i I, I don't know why but (laughs) yeah um well you know
3: i uh i saw that i didn't even want to give it airtime to be honest with you it's just well the I whole just, thing you know, is so ridiculous obviously he's not guilty I well you clear the, yeah, yeah whatever all right let's <laughs> let's move on to faith stuff here because that that whole thing is just really the world stuff uh article about about dennis quaid came out and uh dennis quaid i've always liked him as an actor um uh you know he he sings he acts and he's you might have seen him in different movies but uh Anyway, he uh, talked about recently about how his faith in God helped play a part in his recovery. He was he was an addict. He um, started reading the Bible. Imagine that, mm-hmm. and and then uh, it helped him get back to sobriety. Um, and then uh, he started to have a personal relationship with God. Uh, and he says, I didn't have one, even though I grew up as a Christian. So how do you grow up as a Christian without a personal relationship with with, with God?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of people think they are. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was reading about uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, <clears throat> I think Tucker is Catholic, yeah. but he made a commitment earlier this year to read through the Bible. Mm. And um, anyway, it's kind of interesting to hear some of his discussions about mm. certain, <clears throat> certain uh Almost every character, you know, that you read about, especially in the Old Testament, yeah, you know, just uh, flawed, deeply mm-hmm. flawed, mm-hmm. and uh, and yet, as Tucker said, uh, <clears throat> not quoting, but uh, that God still has His way. Mm-hmm. God is on the throne, and whether we realize it or not, His His purposes will not be thwarted. Well, he,
3: you know, uh, Quade talks about his white light experience. Some people call it their attention getter you know we had a guest last week who was a uh f-18 pilot a test pilot in the navy who talked about how god got his attention through an aircraft i don't know if you heard that interview did you hear about it yeah i heard parts thing? of it i did not okay. hear that <laughs> yeah he was doing a test flight and uh, the tail broke off then he it, trying to recover broke the wing off and the plane just flew apart and he ejected and as he ejected out of the plane I mean, that's happens in milliseconds, right? It's just <clears throat> mm-hmm. so fast. Um, the plane exploded. So he literally was wow. uh, just a second <clears throat> or a couple of seconds away from being incinerated by the plane. And, uh, so he talks about how God used that as his, uh, uh attention getter. Quade talks about having that. It's the grace of God is what it is. It's the providence of God, the grace of God, um, and it, it's just really it's encouraging you know we celebrated ellie my daughter's birthday yesterday oh happy birthday ellie yeah ellie is uh 19 years old does that not frighten you a little bit yeah i mean <laughs> uh uh well going to florida state really frightens me yeah. you know but um anyway um you know just celebrating her i was looking back at the pictures of when we adopted her and when we got her and You know, just thinking about before she was born, God had her name written. Mm -hmm. God had her plan written. And, you know, Brad, you and I have been around long enough in churches and teaching that we've, you know, people really struggle with the sovereignty of God. And I don't understand why, because throughout the scriptures, he chooses his people. He chose Gideon. He chose Joseph. He chose Jacob. I mean, like, he chooses people. It's his grace, his mercy to accomplish his plan. We don't like it as humans because we like to be in control. And, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, people in other countries don't struggle with his sovereignty near as much as people in this country. Yeah,
2: why do you think that is? That's a great point. Yeah, uh, You're right, because as, you, as you've as you been all over the world, I've been a few places this is seems to only be an issue within the American, or I should say, the Western yeah the Western, church yeah. movement. Yeah. What, what what do you think? Uh, you know, I hardship.
3: Uh, I think hardship and and probably when you look in the Old Testament, especially, and you see how the children of Israel responded to prosperity. America is one of the most prosperous countries in the world. And we look at our prosperity and think, I deserve that. Yeah. In fact, our ads tell us we deserve Mm -hmm. everything. Don't you deserve? I mean, they play on that thinking that we deserve better than we have. And that, you know, even the American dream is kind of built on that. You can come to America and you can have something far better, not because God provides it for you in your mind, but. You work hard and get it now listen i'm not saying we shouldn't work i'm not saying we uh, shouldn't go out yeah. and do things but where where is our gratitude where is our hmm. looking to who are we looking yeah. to yeah uh and so i i just i see that i was thinking about ellie LA specifically last night and all my girls actually um and you know you don't have to be adopted to see the providence of god in life but I was just seeing that over there that uh, the time we adopted them, there was about a hundred thousand girls a month being orphaned Mm. and only about 5,000 being adopted out in the year. Only 5,000 a year were being adopted out at that time. So when you think about those kind of odds, you know, 5,000 out of a million that's, that's not a great probability that you're going to be selected or you're going to be, Chosen, Mm -hmm. and I learned so much about my own salvation experience, about God's adopting us. We did nothing to earn it. Right, right. He just, he just said, "You're mine." Yeah, and I'm gonna love you not because of anything you do, but because I'm gonna be merciful to you and pluck you out of the pit. And it's such an amazing thing. We. We should celebrate every day like that. You know,
2: that is, that is, and, and you and uh, Ronnie were even talking about this a little bit yesterday. I wanted to call in. I just didn't have time. But you, you think why, uh, if you are chosen, you're a royal priest, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession for the purpose of proclaiming the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into light. How are we doing that? If our purpose is to glorify God, we do that as we're obedient and as we worship this one who adopted us. Ephesians 1-5. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of my favorites, he predestined us for adoption. Mm-hmm. How about that one? Yes, he did. Uh, praise God, right? Yes. <clears throat> we're going to take one break real quick. Uh, glad you tuned in. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777. Stay tuned. SWAT Radio will be right back.
0: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife, Vicky are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group, They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at GuardianGroupJax.com. That's GuardianGroupJax.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT radio on the truth. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches listen at
1: 91.7. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside. There's a better life. There's a better life you got pay. he's
2: a Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here on a hot Wednesday afternoon. We're glad you have tuned in. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928. Um, again, 844-777-7928. If you have any comments or questions for Doug or myself, send that to ask at SWAT Radio dot com. I know, Doug. We have uh, we're working through this book again, the Discipleship Gospel by Bill Hull and Ben Sobel's. We'll be uh, continuing to talk about this book and kind of what it's what we're learning from it. We'd love for you to grab a copy and come join us. Uh, in fact, come join us August fifth. I know that window is closing, Doug, for people to sign up for the SWAT training day. Yes. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know uh, the number of men who have signed up are looking forward to it especially those of us who've been involved in it over the years and uh you know i'm pretty excited about you bringing the message uh that day yeah it's um first
3: first first training day i've done since we've started them i've had other guys do them and uh tommy was gonna do it and he couldn't so at the last minute and he said you ought to do it so (laughs) He's my mentor, so I said, "Okay, if you tell me, I'll do it."
2: That's so, one of those those things when you ask somebody else to do. Mm-hmm. you know, Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> well, you know, uh,
3: and I did start thinking. You know, Tommy does all their, they call them a it's like men's conferences, but he does mm-hmm. all of them, um, and has for twenty years, and uh, and he does such a good job of just. You know, when I think of pastors out there in the world. There's a lot of good pastors, um, but some of them to me, like when I think of Tommy or I think of a John MacArthur who's been doing it for 50 years. Tommy's been doing it over 40, I think 40-something <laughs> years. They've been faithful to expositing the word for mm-hmm. that long. That yeah. is quite an accomplishment. Well,
2: and, uh, <clears throat> you know, Tommy, anybody who's ever uh, been around Tommy uh, or anybody who's ever listened to Tommy over the years you think about he is he is a man's man and he loves uh those men Hmm. and he has invested in those men you know it reminds me I think I've shared this story the one of the times that uh, in fact Howdy Russell and I uh went to Houston it's been probably 15 years ago at least 12 or 13 years ago to go meet with Vody Bauckham and uh you know, I, I remember asking Vody after a Sunday service when they had a gathering of uh, pastors and uh, ministry leaders who were looking to do a what they what Vody would call a family integrated model church. Mm-hmm. I, I I kind of stuck my foot in my mouth and said, "Hey, Vody, you know what kind of programs do you guys have at your church?" And he looked at me, and I, I've known Vody for a long time, but <clears throat> he didn't have any problem telling me. Hey Brad, we got one program in this church, and that is to 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 minister to the men in the church. Mm-hmm. He said, "If we can't get the men, we can't get the bot. We can't get the family."
3: Well, that reminds me even of Tony Evans, who said, "If you want to reach the world, you got to reach the community. If you want to reach the community, you got to reach the family. If you want to reach the family, you got to reach the man."
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. you know he just he broke it. It down yeah. and that's not a knock on women it's no. just to say we need men who will step up and get their eyes into the book yes and begin to live it yes for his glory yes and uh, you know i've been I, I wish we could spend a couple of weeks really talking about what you and i have been talking about this week and what we'll continue to talk about this week and it's this idea of bearing our cross yeah the, you know this is not a popular topic yes um because it's tough. It know? is.
3: And, you know, we've, we've, we've been pounding on what that means to, to uh, carry your cross, to deny yourself. We talked about it Monday with you and then yesterday with uh, Ronnie. And, you know, there's another aspect of the, the gospel that I, I really think about it for a second. I want to ask you this question. When you think about gospel presentations that have been given to you, or that you have given how much emphasis do you give to the resurrection think about think about that for a second like a lot of times when we talk about the gospel we we hone in on the cross which is important but we almost don't give any time to the resurrection and The resurrection is an essential part of the gospel. Without the resurrection, there's no satisfaction. Mm. And Paul Paul talks about the resurrection power, the fact that Jesus had the power to overcome the greatest enemy of man is what? Death. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we think about the resurrection, a lot of us, we think about the cross, but we don't think about the power of the resurrection. And... One of the things they bring out in the book, which I think is really helpful, is Paul's, in his letter to the Corinthians, over in 1 Corinthians 15, you know, we talked about Paul saying this is of first importance, and he declares elements of the gospel. But over in verse 12 of 15, he says, If Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection? Now, who's he talking to here? He's sending this letter to people in the church. And obviously there's people in the church that don't believe in the resurrection because he's just addressing that. And he says, but if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. Your faith is in vain. Paul is saying there that if there is no resurrection, if your, your faith's in vain. What are you believing in, just a good teacher? Mm-hmm. Are you believing in a guy that just wants to tell you better ways to live your life? That's not what Jesus was about. Yeah. Jesus wasn't about just making you a better version of yourself. He was about tearing down your old self and making you a version of him, his life in you. Like you said the other day in Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ. It's not me that lives, but Christ lives in me. So for that to happen, the the cross has to be part of the the, uh, equation, but also the power of the resurrection to live that new life in him out in the world. So... I just when when they brought that up, I have to honestly confess, I don't remember adding a lot about the resurrection mm. in my gospel presentation. Mm. I talk about he was resurrected on the third day, yeah. but then you just go on. <clears throat> yeah. You spend a lot more focus on his death, his suffering, his you know his his crucifixion, but the power of the cross. Is in the resurrection of Jesus. The, right. I mean, because if
2: we left him on the cross,
3: yeah, there I, is no power in the gospel. Yeah, uh, and and it listen, it is symptomatic of a deep gospel issue in our culture that we emphasize the death uh, to the point that we almost risk preaching a false gospel because we leave out the power of the resurrection, and without his resurrection. His death is kind of I mean it doesn't satisfy the requirement,
2: right? <clears throat> That's right. That's right. Well, and this is these are these elements of the gospel. These are the elements as you said of the euangelion, yeah. the, the good news. Well, yeah. what is the good news? I mean, it's not just that Jesus is our savior. Yeah. It's that Jesus he lived, he died, and he rose from the dead, mm, yeah, and is seated seated at the at the right hand of God. Well,
3: Romans eight eleven says that if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised him from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So when you think about that particular verse in Romans, that's Romans eight eleven then to live in Christ's resurrection power is to follow him by the Spirit because the Spirit's going to empower you. So to say you believe in the death of Jesus and the resurrection and have no transformative life change in your life would really cause anybody to question whether there's a true belief in Mm -hmm. the resurrection power of Jesus because he says, If the Spirit who raised him dwells in you, then he's going to give you power to make those different choices in your life. It's not that you're doing that in your own power. And so our faith, our belief in the resurrection is the mechanism that fills us with the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Well, and kind of picking back up on that Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ, no longer I who lives but Christ who lives in me what is the evidence that Christ is living in me okay so if Christ is living in you if, if if i've been crucified with Christ i'm not living anymore Christ is now living in me what is the evidence of that yeah and and
3: i would i would say too that you know there's people and we said this in the last few weeks there's people out there that are preaching that If you are telling people that to believe in Christ produces an obedience in you then and calling people to obey, then you're teaching a works-based salvation, which couldn't be further for them truth. I mean, uh, John MacArthur has been accused of this on many occasions, and John never has preached a works-based salvation. I mean— and then there's some people out there mm-hmm. that teach you can pick and choose what you want to follow from Jesus. You, I don't want to follow this, but I do want to follow well, this.
2: Well, let me just inject a little something there. So we talk about death, mm-hmm. that we have died. Can you halfway die? Can mm-hmm. you partially die? No. No. Nobody's ever partially died. You die.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and now as a believer, it's Christ living in us. Mm-hmm it's not part of me and part of christ it's all of christ or it's all of me yeah right i mean yeah what's well, like i said the other day if if you're
3: on the throne <laughs> you're putting him back on the cross because he because because you're living a sinful lifestyle when you're on the throne of your heart yep. but if you are denying yourself taking up your cross you're gonna have him on the throne that doesn't mean you're <clears> perfect but that's the desire of your heart is for him to be there. And it's a growing process. And, you know, um, there's one other thing people focus on their own sin so much um, that they think their obsession with their sin is is almost obedience. <clears throat> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll pick That'd it up be, here yeah when we come good, back.
2: good point.
1: Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, where do blind cave fish come from?
2: Chris, it seems that some fish get trapped in caves living in total darkness. They have no use for their eyes, thus their eyes atrophy and no longer develop. But some of these fish are virtually identical to fish that live in lakes and streams nearby, which do have eyes. I've long wondered what would happen if you took some of these blind fish and raised them in a lit environment. Would their eyes begin to develop? The fish still have the genes for eyes, but they're never switched on. Thus, the eyes are never expressed. I've often wondered if they're interfertile with the sighted fish. This seems to be a good research project, but as far as I know, the blind fish are protected, and no such research has been done. Chris, fish were created on day five of Creation Week,
1: and that happened back in Genesis. For more information, you can find us on the web
0: at www.icr.org. 295, the East Beltway, we've got a steady but heavy flow both north and southbound from Alta Drive up and over the Dames Point Bridge to 95 on the south side. U.S. 17's busy in both directions between Wells Road and 220. Tonight, partly cloudy near 77, mostly sunny Thursday and 93. With traffic and weather, this is Tom Murphy.
1: They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night.
2: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you're tuned in today. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928. Again, 844-777-7928. Give us a call. If you have a comment or question, email us at ask at askatswatradio.com. Hey, Doug, I wanted to read this. This was... Uh, just something I was doing a little reading this morning And I just wanted to share it with you I had to pull it up on my computer Because I don't have my glasses to read it In my notes <clears throat> This is a quote by A.T. Pearson quote We take our stand at the cross And consent to be nailed to it hmm. Voluntarily, actually To submit to the pain Whereby the flesh dies hmm. The hands are pierced that carnal work may no longer be done in the energy of the flesh. Mm-hmm. The feet are pierced that no longer we may walk according to the flesh. The brow is pierced with the with the thorn crown that our head may not any longer be held up for human diadems mm-hmm. and fading laurel wreaths. The side is pierced that the heart may real. Relinquish its fleshly energy and preference and be occupied with God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's good. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's... Well, just, <laughs> just the whole concept of um, being consenting to be nailed to the cross. Mm-hmm. The glory, the, 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 What we worship is the fact that we don't have to be nailed to a cross, mm. that our Savior was. But yeah. our response to that is to die to
3: ourself. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about that, th- that's why I was so struck by what they brought out in the book about the resurrection. I can honestly say when I think about sharing the gospel, I, 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 I think about mentioning the resurrection, but it's almost like um, an exclamation point to the cross mm-hmm. instead of, the resurrection being the crescendo, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, 100 like the, the, the resurrection should be something that like, gives us this burst of spiritual energy when we think that, wow, the same power, to quote Paul, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to us. Now, and now think about that for a second. <laughs> the same power do you feel like that if you're out there and you're struggling right now maybe things are going on in your life that are beyond your control maybe things are are just you're discouraged uh there's nothing you know Mm -hmm. like unnatural about being discouraged so many times in the bible we're told to fear not fear not do not fear trust 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 Mm -hmm. well Jesus, when he told his disciples to obey all his commands, right, he says, um, well, and when you look at the Great Commission, right, a lot of people, it says, observe, go, go make disciples, teaching them to observe <clears throat> all that I've commanded. The word for observe there is synonymous with the word obey. Yep. And so when he says, go obey, think about all the things he said to do. He really boiled it down to two. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. Now, to try to do that on a daily basis, first of all, just take the first one. Loving God with all your heart means that the core of every decision you make every day is thought through with the, the purpose of honoring God mm-hmm. as your king, your leader, and your dependence on him. Now, just think about that alone, right? Love him with all your soul, means to love him in the way you actually live it out. Not just what you want to do, but what you actually do. The word soul is nephish, which actually means the outer being, what you actually do. And then love him with all your mind means your thoughts.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That that your thoughts are focused on him. And then to love him with all your strength, the word is mayot, It means actually very much muchness which is really kind of a bizarre saying but it means to love him with more than you can even imagine Hmm. now just that command alone is impossible on a human level but then to love your neighbor because he's like you is what it really means to love him in a way that with an unconditional love not a conditional love like Anybody can love, and Jesus points this out, anybody can love somebody that treats them nice, that is nice to them and and good to them. But it really requires a supernatural uh, presence to love somebody with an agape love. So just think about what he commanded us to do. It's absolutely impossible without the resurrection power of Jesus. The, you know, it, It's impossible, and, and yet, When you come to Christ, this is what I think the scriptures teach, and I believe you believe this too after not just perusing over it lightly, Mm -hmm. but after years of study, that when you trust Christ, you give up the right to say no to Jesus when you're following him. It's an oxymoron to say no, Lord, when he tells you to do something. Right. Right? Right. You can't say no, Lord. Yep. (laughs) I mean— But yet you can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got to have that resurrection power. So Jesus will only command us to do what he empowers us to do, right? He's not going to command you to do something that he doesn't give you the ability to do.
2: Praise God.
3: Yeah. I mean, you you can trust that if, if you're out there and you're going, yeah, but it's too hard. I can't. I can't. Maybe we're trying to do it on our own. Maybe we're trying to do it through our strength. Like we, I remember, I think it was Doug Rutt shared, who's a pastor at Christian Family Chapel. He shared an illustration one time. I don't think it was original with him, but he shared it, and it was really powerful about a, a beautiful sports car. And the guy's not driving it, he's pushing it. He's pushing it. And it's got this beautiful 354 engine in there, V8, you know, ready to go. But he's trying to push the car instead of letting the car go. And, and he said, this is what we do in the spiritual life. We're trying to use our effort to move along in the Christian life to obey the teachings of Christ when we haven't tapped into the source of power that's there because we don't, we don't look to God. We don't cry out to Him. Mm. We we try to do it on our own. And people go, "Well, I do ask Him. I do ask Him." But a lot of times, what we ask Him is we ask Him to empower us to do the things we want to do, <laughs> not the things He calls us to do.
1: Hmm.
2: I was just—I uh, don't want to derail us at all. I think we could do a complete uh, week <laughs> on uh, <clears throat> what you just shared out of Deuteronomy. You know the Shema to love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength mm-hmm. and hitting on each one of those is is powerful. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, you know, well, that's what Jesus told fact, the lawyer, fact, you know.
3: Yeah, in fact, people can go back. If you if you go to the SWATradio.com website and put in Shema, you can go to those. We we go through yeah. each word like that, but you're right. But but Brad, the whole point of that is that those are not easy task on a human level, right? But on a spiritual level, if you're tapped into his power source, Mm -hmm. then you could do it. But our following Jesus is defined not by our verbal proclamation. It's defined by our obedience. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what they're saying, and I agree that if we have full belief and faith in Christ's resurrection, then... Uh, we're going to believe that that power enables
2: us to obey him. So not the this is not an interview question but I am I maybe maybe I'm throwing this one back on you to answer is when you think about the shema and you you think about the important you, the the ability to love god. Mm-hmm. Just just that that alone um you know you, you can learn about, I can learn about you. Mm-hmm. If I'd never met you, but I'd read about you in a book, mm-hmm. is it possible for me to love you if I haven't experienced the love that you've demonstrated toward me? Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, you, you said it earlier, we tend to, we don't love with agape love. We love with a, a worldly love. You know, you make me feel good. You You bought me this. You did this for me, and so... I demonstrate my love towards you. How? How do I do that? And I think the importance when it talks about the Shema, your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that God awakens you. God literally turns the lights on, if you will. He opens your eyes. He opens your ears. He softens your heart. And it seems like, and getting back to this transactional salvation experience, is that once we're saved, we often just turn the spigot off of God's love. In other words, we don't get into the Word. We don't study Him. We don't learn about His attributes. And so our love fades over time if we're not immersed in the gospel. Well, and a big part of it is we forget
3: what He's done for us to prove his love for us
2: well and i think we forget because we're not in his
3: word well absolutely you know yeah but 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 we also become self-centered and we're looking at life through our lens instead of what has happened in mm-hmm. my life when we come back i want to pick up on that because i want to talk about teenagers teenagers are a good <laughs> reminder to us uh it's a good example and we'll talk about it when we come back
2: absolutely hey looking forward to it 844 7928 call us we'd love to hear from you You can comment or questions at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We will be right back.
0: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation.
1: Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministry serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio.
0: The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Palatka listens at 91.9.
1: Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden star, the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. Those
2: hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here on this Wednesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call, 844 777 7928. Boy, what, man. this is uh, not a popular topic we're talking about, Doug. No, not I that know. we uh, are looking to please man, but. The idea of a, of a crucifixion, the idea of dying to ourself, hmm. the idea of not you be you, you do you, in a culture that tells you you should do you, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible doesn't uh, confirm that <laughs> or affirm that. Well, when, when you
3: think about um, the... Uh, the idea, uh, well, think about what Jesus said, right? Um, you know, when when Jesus was teaching his disciples, um, he said, if you love me, what? You will obey my commandments. Yep. You will keep them. You'll keep my commandments. Now, for him to say that, for, for you and I to say that, people would accuse us of legalism. But that's what Jesus said. These are his words. He's Who is he speaking to? He's talking to the guys who say, hey, mm-hmm. we want to follow you. And so uh, following Jesus is defined not by proclamation but by obedience. And if we have full faith in his resurrection, I mean, we really believe that his power enables us to be able to obey him then that's what it means to live in the power of the resurrection. And today you would think that you're spreading heresy by what some people teach that to call people to obedience to Christ. They they, they say it's adding works to salvation. And it's not. We're not talking about earning your salvation. We're talking about a response to salvation. It's a it's what his followers do. They demonstrate to the world around them that we are powered not by self-serving interest, but by a supernatural spiritual power that has been imparted to us through
2: the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That same power. Yes. The power that raised Christ from the grave mm-hmm. is the power that exists within the believer. Yeah, um, and that, and then we live our obedience by that power. Yes, correct. Yes,
3: yeah, and I, I you know I shared this with guys a lot in terms of financial provision because people always want to well I want to know what God's will is I want to do what God's will is well God always provides that for what He calls you to. He's not going to call you to do something and then not provide for you to do it. I mean, he, he knows what he wants to do, mm-hmm. but in the same way, he's not going to call you to obey him yeah. and
2: not give you the power to do it. Yeah. Interesting uh, that the the apostle John said this, he said, for, <clears throat> for this is, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And then he adds to it here. He says, and his commandments are not burdensome. Mm-hmm. Now. You were talking about earlier about this idea of obedience. It, you know that it's difficult to be obedient, especially when you're doing it in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But he says his commandments are not burdensome. Yeah, that's only possible when they're done by the power of God's Spirit. Well, when you when you think about
3: love, and I, I mentioned the teenagers earlier. All right, you have five children, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had eight. And, um, you know, when our kids go through, uh, let's just call it a selfish stage, a stage where their interest is very self-centered, um, they're in the bubble. I they, didn't have any of those yeah, kids. Yeah, I know. You yeah. You and Vicky had perfect kids. <laughs> so really, it might be hard for you to understand yeah, or grasp this. exactly. But, Somebody else needs yeah, to hear this. But the bottom line is, your kids would say I love you dad. But when you would warn them against a choice and then they go do that choice, by their actions what they're saying is I don't love you and trust you. And and they might argue, no, I do love him, but I just want to do what I want to do. Well, he just warned you, this mm-hmm. dad, you just warned them this is not good. For you. This is not going to help you. It's going to hurt you. And I'm warning you because I love you. If you love me, you'll trust me. And what they're saying is, no, I trust myself more. Now, every time you look at the children of Israel when they trusted themselves more, how did it work out for them? Yeah, not so well. And God rebuked them every time, saying, you know, you have whored after other gods. You have looked to Baal. You've looked to Ashtoreth. You haven't trusted me. Why? I did this for you. I brought you out of Egypt. I provided for you. And so in, in the context of what we're talking about, you, uh, and I'll just pick on you again, you raised your children. You gave them a home. You provided for them. You, you provided food for them. You gave them nurturing. Uh, you weren't perfect because none of us are. But you and Vicki did the best to show them you love them and would care for them. And the only thing you ask for them is, hey, just trust me when I tell you this. Now, if they go and they just do what they want to do and disregard, it's because, one, they're not grateful because they're not thinking about all the sacrifices you made to do what you did. The children of Israel weren't thinking about how God chose them instead of the Amalekites or chose them instead of the Moabites or instead of the Amorites. He chose Israel. He provided. He said, listen, I'm taking you to a land. You're going to get vineyards that you didn't plant. You're going to reap the benefit. You're going to have houses that you didn't build. You're going to have wells that you didn't. I will provide for you. The only thing I ask is that you obey me. You keep my commandments and my statutes because I want the world to see in you a people different than the people of the world. We've forgotten that in Christendom. We've forgotten that in the church in America, that we look so much like the world. You can't tell believers from unbelievers in the way they live Mm -hmm. their life, the way they spend their money, the way they spend their time, and, and the way they even talk. When 96% of the church is not telling people about the death and resurrection of Jesus as being the source of life, we're timid, we're afraid, we're, we're fearful. We've forgotten that God delivered us. And, and so when we think about these two ideas, when we really believe in his death, we take up our cross. Okay, When we really believe in his resurrection, we live in the power of of his
2: resurrection. <clears throat> Made me think of this quote by Charles Spurgeon. I just saw it yesterday. I saved it. A <clears throat> little screenshot. He says this, I believe that one reason why the church of God at this present moment has so little influence over the world is because the world has so much influence over the church. Mm-hmm. And to your point is, you know, wh- why is it that we have to be so pragmatic in the church mm. you know we, we we've got to have the lights dimmed down to a certain mm. you know decimal decimal whatever it's called you know the the, the music's got to be this way we are the church looks so much like the world mm. no wonder people aren't attracted to that mm. <laughs> we think that's what's going to make it attractive mm-hmm. when really what's going to make it attractive is when the children of God, under the power of His Spirit, live out the obedience that He's called us to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Talk about attractive. Yeah, that's going to be attractive. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, and not, 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 not that there's anything wrong with good music and great lighting or whatever whatever you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think the greatest impact that will take place in the church is when the church begins to obey the Word of God. Well, that's right. I was thinking
3: just in hearing you say that about Dawa and how he came to Christ. Oh, his roommate, he was serving as a bodyguard for the Dalai Lama, and his roommate in the army was a believer, and it was the way he lived his life that so influenced Dawood has said, "I want to be part of the same club you're part of because you you're different. You 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 live differently. You have different values. You you don't do the things I do. I like fighting. I like drinking. I like gambling and all these things that that really leave me wanting more. And you seem so content, so joyful. I want what you want." It's a different life. It's it, it looks different than the world. And when we resemble the world, the, the world goes, Why well what's what am I doing then if it's not gonna change anything? Right? I mean, like why yeah. would I go why yeah. would I believe that if it's not gonna change anything? And they don't see hope in that. They the world needs hope. They need to see the change. And that comes through the resurrection power. So to kind of tie up the week, if you believe in the death of Jesus, then you live a crucified life. If you really believe, if you have faith in mm-hmm. his death as being the payment, you're willing to say, deny myself, take up the cross daily. If you believe in his resurrection, you're calling on him to empower you to live out those commands. And you've been day-to-day. raised. You've yes.
2: literally been raised from the dead. Yes, yes.
3: Yeah. Hey, tomorrow we're going to have Phil Johnson. It's a, repeat of a few weeks ago, the church essential uh, movies coming out uh, tomorrow night. So listen to that interview tomorrow and uh, you can go to the website church, the essential church dot the essential church com. But Phil Johnson, great interview. He's the executive director of grace to you out in California.
2: Good to be with you, Doug. And, uh, we'll be back on Friday, David Gray and myself. Hope you'll join us. Swat radio.